How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The this hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Are you not getting your questions answered? No, of course not. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I still definitely crave Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. I could eat myself sick on that, but I'd be happy. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on The Score. Jason Leisure joins us now. He's on Twitter at Jason Leisure. Bears beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times is on the score hotline. That is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Well, the dust has settled now after the exciting rollout of Kevin Warren as president and CEO. You got some of your questions in. We've had sort of now second and, and third day stories. How do you think he uh, comported himself and acquitted himself throughout all of this? Oh, Dan, I think he came across great. And as a fresh, authoritative, non-McCaskey voice, which is what everybody's been waiting for, I think he's a really impressive person. His story of how he got to this point, um, surviving that uh, just like very uncommon, very unusual challenge as a kid of being in that car accident and going on to play college basketball and be such a success in business and law. And it's like I told you, I think I was on with you guys the day that they hired him, that everyone always wants the McCaskies to sell the team. And that's never going to happen. This is the next closest thing would be to bring in an outside voice who will really be in charge of everything. Ideally. What do you make of how much they talked about, how mu- how willing they were to talk on the record about Arlington Park being their focus? Well, that should be their focus logically. That makes sense. I, legally, they're not allowed to, while they're in the closing process, which could end by the end of March, they're not legally allowed to talk about other stadium options. I think even if that was not true, all they would be talking about is Arlington Heights. I mean, you have this incredible opportunity, set aside all of the other factors in it, but just the the space itself, the 326-acre blank canvas to build whatever you want. And you've brought in a guy who is a self-described stadium nerd who helped build what I think is 
the most impressive and aesthetically well-done stadium in the league in Minnesota, other than SoFi, that's in a whole different category, and it was three times the price. But out of everything else, Minnesota is the best. And Minnesota, that building has long been admired within Hallis Hall. And when he says he's got all of these old binders, these boxes full of binders and notes and specs and whatever on building U.S. Bank Stadium, I'm and that he, you know, he's glad he hung on to those. I'm sure the Bears are pretty glad he hung on to those as well. How does that inform what this could be? Because the only issue I have with U.S. Bank is the size. It's just if they're going to have all this land and all this opportunity, it's going to have to be significantly bigger. It's a significantly bigger opportunity. U.S. Bank is on the same site as the old Metrodome in downtown Minneapolis. This is totally different. And Kevin Warren said that this was last fall before he was really in line for the job. I'm sure that there had been some kind of contact at this point, but that he went out and just kind of drove around the site just to see it, just kind of imagine what this, what could be done with this size of land. So there really is no limit on what they could do other than price, other than how much they're willing to spend and how much they're able to get from public money or whatever. What do you make of the Bears seemingly acting like a really mature organization? It feels weird, Lawrence. I don't know. Like, does that feel weird to you too? Oh yeah. Like we we were discussing it off the top of the show today. How you see so much dysfunction around the league, and ordinarily we're talking about the Bears in that regard, and and it feels like they've gotten a lot of things right over the last year. And and it feels like it's by design. You know what I mean? Like it's not just happenstance that where I felt like, and Dan and I were discussing it. I felt like had had magically they were looking for Ted Phillips's replacement four years ago, that they would have looked at Kevin Warren's resume and said he's overqualified and hired someone else. And they didn't. They just like let's find the best guy. Oh look, there's the best guy. Let's hire the best guy. And I'm not quite um, comfortable yet with with living in the space where the Bears are doing that. Yeah, and it's – I mean, there's a lot to fix. When he said – I don't know if you caught the line he said where he was going to meet with everybody in the building one-on-one. Yes. That's what he's going to do over the next couple of months and see what their thoughts are on how the Bears could improve. Um, I hope he's – I hope he goes to Sam's Club or something to buy his legal pads because there are going to be a lot of suggestions. Like everything needs to be redone and and handled better. There needs to be a total emphasis top to bottom on doing things better. So I think there will be no shortage of those suggestions. I like that they're acting like a normal franchise in a lot of ways. They went and hired a guy who is an outside voice. Now, granted, he's going to be very closely aligned with them. Otherwise, like they wouldn't go that far out of the box. They wouldn't go hire an Elon Musk-type personality to come be their team president, which I kind of was wishfully thinking they, they could consider because you have this amazing, just empty, can- blank canvas. You could do anything. Like I want someone to come in with ideas that are a little too crazy. And then we got to dial it back to like, okay, what's the manageable version of this uh, this incredible idea that this guy has that we could never do? 
but I like that. I like that this sets up for Kevin Warren. You can tell right off the bat with his personality, he is not coming in just to be somebody's mouthpiece, somebody's errand boy, whatever. Like he is coming in to really run this team, and that would set up a situation where the owner can just own. That's it. And you don't hear so much from or about the owner. The owner is not so much involved. The owner just owns the team. And Kevin Warren is the decision maker, is the guy calling all the shots at Hallis Hall. That's a great way for them to run things. Now, I remember when Theo Epstein took over, we all keep making some of these comparisons, that the ancillary investments along with that, that the Cubs realized that they had to upgrade so many things infrastructurally, actual offices and hiring so many more people. Did you, is there a commitment from the bear? Do we know that they are now willing to do the same that if Kevin Warren says, look, we need 10 more scouts or we need X amount of this, or this is, we need new computers here. Or this whole system has got to be torn out of the wall. Is that commitment there? It has to be. How could it not be? I mean, if it if it isn't, then the dysfunction is so much worse than we ever thought. Because you can't bring this guy in to call the shots and then say no when he points out obvious upgrades. Kevin Warren seems to me like someone who is way too smart, way too accomplished, way too bold to walk into a situation where he's not going to have that authority. I imagine that you've talked to people all around football or talk to people who've talked to people all around football about Kevin Warren. So here's my question. What are the great things that you've heard that you believe? What are the things that might give you pause that you've heard that you believe? There's not a lot that gives me pause about him. I know there's like, you know, all this talk about him not being universally liked in the Big Ten, that's such a different job. That's such a different situation than the one that he's in now. I mean, you, as a commissioner of of a league or a conference or something like that, you know, you have like 14 bosses. You work for all of those schools. This is a lot different. Um, what I have heard about him that I like as far as them moving forward in the stadium deal is that he is someone who gets things done. He, he builds relationships. He relies on those relationships. He is like a classic mover and shaker. And he is someone who is not going to be slowed down or, or stopped or whatever by roadblocks. He's someone that will get the job done. And I also have heard uh, something about him that is very promising is that he is one of these people who believes in excellence in every small, every detail of the operation of the business of the company. And that again, is something we've talked about before where you have these really great respected organizations in sports, like the Patriots, the Steelers, the Miami heat, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, the golden state warriors, where they, they do everything right. They win on the field mostly, uh, but they also do everything right. Everything the best possible way. And Kevin Warren is one of those types of people. And that has not been the reputation of the Chicago Bears uh, probably ever. I just wonder where where that shows itself in making a difference. It sounds great to say, 
you know, the, they'll have a receptionist who is every day taking pride in the way they are, are the first line of interaction with the fandom. But is does that has that been holding them back? You know, where where on this list of improvements can you say, well, this has made a difference and this has made a difference? And maybe you can't. But after, I, I would really I'd like to know what Kevin Warren thinks about doing all of that is wonderful. But what in that is genuinely meaningful? Well, I think the, I think demanding that people meet that standard in the smallest elements of the organization means that everyone in the bigger elements of the organization will meet those standards too. I think it creates a, a pressure and a drive that everybody has to be that good, or they need to be replaced, and that you know that will translate to wins on the field. That's, that's an interesting question, though, because you think about Kevin Warren, and it's like, okay, what what are his objectives? What is he expected to do? And it's so obvious he's expected to steer the stadium project and get a stadium built. I would say that's his most important job. He would disagree, and he would say his most important job is to make sure that they're winning on the field. And tied up in both of those things would be the, the overarching objective of increasing the value of the franchise, which I think is $5.8 billion right now, estimated by Forbes. Um, his job is going to be to make that even more valuable. Um, the, parts, the part that I'm really interested in is he is now the, the final authority on football matters. He is Ryan Pohl's jo- uh, boss. He evaluates whether Ryan Poles has them on the right track or needs to be replaced. And, and I pressed him on that. We had uh, the press conference, and then we had small group breakouts with Kevin Warren. I pressed him on that with the context of that he was very well aware of, that George McCaskey comes out and says, I think in the same press conference he said this once, if not, he said these two things at different times. One, I'm not a talent evaluator. Uh, two, I've grown up in football all my life. That's how I know what decisions to make. Um, and then you look at last year or two years ago, they had to bring in a consultant, Bill Polian, to decide whether Ryan Pace was doing a good job. Is, is that what we're going to continue in, or is Kevin Warren qualified to make these calls? Is, does he have the qualifications and, the, and enough expertise to make the decision on Ryan Poles has this headed the right way, Ryan Poles operates the football department the right way and the scouting and all of those things, or not? And he, while he said Ryan Poles is the expert, so if it comes down to – he was asked specifically, this is a great question by Mark Potash. Mark threw at him – specifically the hypothetical of Roquan Smith. Let's say you want to sign Roquan Smith. Ryan Poles says he's not worth it and wants to trade him. Kevin Warren says, I defer to Ryan Poles' expertise. That's it. He, is, he lives this stuff. But he was very clear that with his experience with the Rams, a Super Bowl team, with the Lions, a terrible team, with the Vikings who've been hit and miss, that he has been around enough that he feels completely qualified to be the authority on whether or not Ryan Poles has things going the right way, and he's not going to need someone from the outside to come in and help him figure that out. How did Luke Getze find himself a coach at the Senior Bowl? And needs something to do, I guess. And that's, uh, Mobile's nice that time of year, Lawrence. It is. It's actually really nice that time of year. People love that trip. But, I mean, is this kind of a, yeah, if you were wondering, I'm still, I still would very much like to be a head coach someday type thing. It's a great opportunity for the Bears and for him because he can be there and work uh, hands-on with some of these prospects 
but also what you're saying, it keeps him, it, it keeps him just on, on everyone's mind. It keeps him in everyone's consciousness. Uh, do you remember like four, uh, not four weeks, four weeks in the season, everybody wanted him fired, I believe. And then four weeks after that, everyone was like, oh no, what are we going to do when Luke Getze leaves to be a head coach? Because he'll have eight different offers for that. And then I think at the end of the season, everybody wanted him fired again. <laughs> do I have that timeline right? I don't think I don't know if I wanted him fired at the end of this. No, I I, I think, I think a lot could, of people did. I think you can look at the mosaic of the work and say, all right, I get it. And now let's take a look at all the things that surround Justin Fields, because if those get better, ideally, the entire offense gets better. Well, but we don't do we don't do that in Chicago because there's so much desperation that the first whiff of something being fixed, every everybody wants <laughs> so badly to to believe it and i don't blame anybody for that i'm not saying that condescendingly it probably comes off that way i don't mean it that way like i i know the experience i grew up here so i i know how desperate everyone is for rex grossman to be the guy but he's not and jay cutler to be the guy but he's not and justin fields and luke getsy and all these coaches that have come through at different times and so then when they let you down it it's a very it's whiplash back to I can't believe this guy let me down because four weeks ago I was sure he was going to be leaving for head coaching job. But Luke Getze gets to work hands-on with players that the Bears will be evaluating, will be needing to draft. They need a lot of help on offense. And it also gives him an opportunity where everybody sees him coaching a team for a week. The entire league will be there. Everybody will see him coaching for a week as the, as the head of the, uh, I forget if it's the American team or the national team. Jason Leisure, thanks so much. It's appreciated. All right, thanks, guys. That is Jason Leisure. We've got a couple of NFL topics to touch on next. Uh, a surprising criticism of Aaron Rodgers. The criticism itself, not surprising, but the source is. And also, maybe uh, one of America's favorite hate mongers seems to be at it again. We'll get to both yeah. next on The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Bernstein at Homes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, 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 Station. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hold them hostage. Uh, you know, I understand, uh, you know, we're still in January here. March is for agency, so um, just need some time to, uh, like I said, get the emotion out of it and then um, figure out what's best. Yo, Packers suck. No, that wasn't all that Aaron Rodgers said about what he thinks he can still do should he decide to come back. And by the way, Bernstein and Holmes with you. We're uh, taking you up to Bulls basketball. This uh, matinee here in Paris, Bulls and Pistons coming up on the score. But something that he said didn't sit well with the usually jovial, uh, hail fellow well-met Rob Gronkowski. A guy that doesn't, he's not a pocket watcher. He's not a guy that even really speaks on stuff that goes on in the league unless it directly affects him. And even then, he he rarely speaks. 
this is pretty lucid by by Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, and we, and we make fun of him. He's a goof, but he's not dumb. And he's, I, I think he, you can tell that his football sensibilities here, as, as I mean, the guy is football. He lives and breathes it and is it. And he was offended, I, I think, by something that Roger said. And it's it's read to him here. You'll hear, first hear the voice of Kay Adams. This is FanDuel TV's Up and Adams. He said, do I think I can still play? Of course. Can I play at a high level? The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Is the right situation in Green Bay or somewhere else? I'm not sure. I don't think you should shut down any opportunities. I think there's more conversations to be had. What's, what's your take on that? I'm totally fine with everything he said except one major part and that's the mvp again it's just that i think i i think i could win another super bowl mm-hmm. and, it, and then that would have been totally fine like like bro like why are you thinking mvp like don't you want super bowls like super bowls are, are i think five times greater than a, than an mvp award like we all know that you won the mvp a few times now but like you know everyone would everyone would know even more how many more super bowls you've won than MVP. So that, that's why I'm just a little confused about that, you know, about that quote that he just had. I mean, it should be Super Bowls. It's a great point by Gronk. Good that, for him. That, that it feels, it fits very much what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers over the last three years where it does seem selfish. Now, granted, he is in a space where, like that space with, with, McAfee and AJ Hawk is a place where he feels super comfortable and maybe that is the most honest that he could be where he feels like well if I'm an MVP then clearly we're going to be a team that's competing for a Super Bowl but I think that Gronk has a real point here that it comes off as selfish and it comes off as committed to only what it is that you can do and I also think it's it's honestly, and I know that we're only a year removed from him being an MVP. When you see the decline in his play this past season, it also seems a little laughable. And and it's it's the same thing that ends up getting Byron Leftwich fired. Where Tom, you say what you want. I know everyone gets scared about the talking about Tom Brady in decline. That guy looked scared on Monday. And it's the first time where you've seen Tom Brady look like he's out of his element. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the reason that the the Packers went on that win streak. And when it came time for them like to for him to have an MVP moment at the end of the season against a Detroit team that wasn't playing for nothing by the time that game kicked off, he didn't play his best ball. I I really liked hearing that from of all people, but it comes from him there that that should sting Aaron Rodgers a little bit. It really should. From that guy, for, for him to say, hey, uh-uh, this doesn't fly. This isn't how you talk. So I was, I was impressed by the fact that he would, he would find that it would rise to that level of importance to him to say something like that. And good for Gronk. And while we're saying good for somebody, I'm also going to say shame on somebody here, and it's not the first time. I've had it with Tony Dungy. I've had it with his hate-mongering. I've had it with his fear-mongering. I've had it with him getting a free pass to say hurtful, hateful things and associate with hurtful, hateful, vile people. And he was at it again. He was absolutely on brand. And he deleted this tweet 
But Tony Dungy, in response to something that uh, was was sent out by a hard right website that was demonizing trans kids, Tony Dungy jumped right on and began in, to to spread a completely debunked lie, an absurd lie about trans kids. And Dungy was all happy to mock LGBT students. And he has, he, this is the same guy who was openly against marriage equality, the same guy who said he wouldn't want Michael Sam on his team, the same guy who, when Jason Collins was courageous enough to come out, said he doesn't agree with his lifestyle. This guy is hurting kids. Tony Dungy is hurting people. And if you, if you look at the, the suicide rate and the rate of mental illness, uh, among people because of how shamed and stigmatized they are just trying to be themselves and just trying to live their lives. This is a, another guy who is who is affiliated with, I think he's soon going to be speaking once again with, with uh, Andrew Womack, who is absolutely detestable with the disgusting things that he says about the LGBT community. And I don't know how he's continued to, to get, get away with it for years and years and years. But Tony Dungy should be shunned. And the fact that, that NBC Sports wouldn't even rise to the level of putting out any kind of statement once this tweet was, was deleted, this still may be our highest-profile mainstream hate monger who has allowed the, the, the platform to spew this stuff. And it's time that Tony Dungy stopped hurting people. I I agree with you. I'm surprised that this is still his thing and that, Dan, that it's still being allowed, um, quite honestly. And you had the, what was it, it was a couple nights ago, the hockey player that didn't want to wear the, the, the pride jersey because of his religion. <laughs> I'm convinced... I'm convinced that Tony has been able to drift into these spaces because overall he's polite. The the thing that bothers me is I've seen religion have a good impact on a lot of different people, which is why I don't easily dismiss religion out of hand. But when the thing that I do get angry about when it comes to religion is anything that becomes exclusionary. And hurtful and all of these things that you're talking about. And it's an easy thing for him to hide behind. And but but it seems more now that it's I I think the way that the world and and American politics have changed over the last six years has now allowed him to kind of creep back into some of these spaces where he might have been less apt to to speak on these things publicly. And he gets to kind of shuffle into that spot again and 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 throw out stuff that is hurtful and crazy. And it just makes me really sad. Yeah, it makes me sad, too. It's, it's gross and it's mean. It, it, it is, it's mean, it's hurtful. And as Mark Lazarus said, as he wrote on, on Twitter regarding the, the hockey issue, if, you're, if your religious beliefs make you a bigot, your religion sucks. Agreed. That's what it is. That, that's 100% what it is and 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 that's why some people have such a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to religion is because of the hypocrisy of a lot of different religions thanks to stacy king matt bowen and jason leisure for joining us today ray diaz mike rankin brandon fryer connor o'donnell and everybody who helped out 
We'll be back tomorrow with a busy show that will include Cody Westerland and Jack Silverstein, Joe Ostrowski, Kevin Fishbane. But up next, Bulls basketball in Paris against the Pistons. Enjoy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.